A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. show here on the fan 10 to 11 monday through friday man we appreciate you hanging out with us here on 680 the fan on 680 am 93.7 fm streaming at 680 the we got the cameras you can click and watch the show look out for that fan mobile app brought to you by beaver toyota of cummings smart speaker that is brought to you by South Point Financial Services. We're going to be out and about with those guys tomorrow, live in Roswell. Roadshow, South Point Financial Services. Road Dog Gillespie is going to be taking calls, cutting deals. The cash out refi. Look out if you call tomorrow. Road Dog's liable to answer that phone. Derek Thomas in the house. Sean Nurney ready to go. What do you say, Nurney, on this Thursday that we get to work? Bucks, big take. Are a lot of noise out there today about the Falcons brass, Fontenot and Smith not committing to Matt Ryan as 100% the team's quarterback in the upcoming season. But come on, man. Matty Ice is the Falcons quarterback in 2022. And I know there are a lot of you that Appreciate Matt Ryan. I know that there's a contingent of fans that want to move on and get a new quarterback in here, and they won't fully appreciate Matt Ryan until he's gone. Now, I've got three reasons why Matt Ryan will be the Falcons quarterback in 22. <clears throat> Number one, Matt Ryan still has game. Broke it down uh, a few days back on the show when you look at what he's done over the last three years, we're talking about a top 15, 16 quarterback in the National Football League at 37 years old. So he's still got game. Number two, Arthur Smith does not want to go with a rookie quarterback in 2022. Doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to throw somebody out there that doesn't know their butt from a hole in the ground. And watch that guy fumble and stumble and turn the ball over and, and get the Falcons beat. Doesn't want to go through that. Number three, the money says the cap hit is, is too severe. We're talking about over $40 million in this season. I do believe the Falcons are seriously considering drafting Matt Ryan's replacement in this year's draft. That is, if they fall in love with one of these guys. But even if Fontenot pulls the trigger on a quarterback, let's say with the eighth pick of the first round, the plan will be to groom that quarterback for a year and let Matt Ryan mentor him. And I do not expect any other team to blow away the Falcons with a trade involving Matt Ryan. And there's your big take today. Thanks, I appreciate it.
You go get them, man. I appreciate you. And with that said, I'm thinking about, uh, Nerney, we maybe get to the quarterback club. Shades on in the club. Because today at the NFL Combine, brothers and sisters, guess who takes the field? The quarterbacks, baby. Shades on in the club. Wide receivers and tight ends. Hey, if you're going to work out the quarterbacks on the field, you got to have receivers, right? So we got the receivers and tight ends hitting the field today, too. Quarterback club. The Falcons are doing their due diligence scouting and familiarizing themselves with the draft's top three quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, and Malik Willis. And I do believe the Falcons are considering taking a quarterback at number eight. And then sit for a year. That guy sit for a year behind Matt Ryan. Kenny Pickett met with the Falcons and Arthur Smith yesterday, I believe it was. Tuesday, maybe. And Arthur Smith sat down with Kenny Pickett and they watched some video together. And then he turned the video off and he put him up at the dry erase board and said, okay, recreate that pass, that passing concept we just saw Matt Ryan execute. Trying to test his recall. Kenny Pickett now, he's got that West Coast scheme background at Pitt, so it'd be a really good fit with what the Falcons are doing under Arthur Smith. In fact, I think it'll be one of the better fits for him. He's mobile enough, but he's a pocket passer. He's the most like Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill, the two quarterbacks that Arthur Smith has been working with. He's experienced, he's mature, far more than some of these other quarterbacks in the draft. I think he's a guy the Falcons are looking seriously at taking at number eight. Let's go, let's go to Matt Corral. He will not be throwing on the field today. Corral still trying to get over that high ankle sprain that he had when he decided, you know what, I'm going to play in this bowl game. I'm not sitting this thing out. High ankle sprain set him back. So he is going through the meeting, said he wants to be at the combine to go through the mental side of playing the quarterback spot. And the interviews are so important. Matt Corral recognizes that. Now, he met with Arthur Smith and the Falcons on Tuesday also. And I really like his all-around skill sets. His skill set there. Really uh, versatile. He can run around. He can hurt you with his legs. He can stand in the pocket, make all the throws. Appears to be a cerebral guy, which I know Arthur Smith appreciates. And he was anxious to get in front of these coaches, these personnel guys, and allow them to get to know him. Matt Corral certainly on the Falcons' radar. Malik Willis. I'm assuming the Falcons met with him. He didn't really want to get into that, who he met with and what they said and all that kind of stuff. But he was around long enough to tell the media man he was a big fan of Michael Vick. And why wouldn't he be? This guy sort of reminds you of Vick. Now, he's a right-hander, not a left-hander like Mike was, but same uh, talents, same God-given ability. I mean, this guy's dynamic. He's got the live arm. He's elusive. And I'm sure what these coaches are trying to do with him is figure out where he is on the mental side of the game. How well does he know defenses? How well does he know these offensive passing concepts? 
What kind of guy is he? Is he a guy that can lead your organization? Let me just say the Falcons aren't considering investing in any other quarterbacks. Desmond Ryder, Sam Howell, Carson Strong. I've heard their names mentioned. That would be settling for a talent that can't take you anywhere. I mean, these guys can't play in the National Football League. I mean, when the Falcons get through rebuilding and get the pieces in place, they won't be able to win big with Ryder, Howell, or Strong. So let's forget about them. Push them to the side. Falcons aren't taking them in the second, third, or fourth round. Forget about it. But I do believe the Falcons sitting there at eight are in a really primo spot. I mean, you've got these multiple edge rushers that these teams are putting a premium on. They're going to be at the top of the first round. you got a couple of offensive tackles that look like top five, top six picks. you got to protect the quarterback, right? So that puts a premium on the offensive tackles. Quarterback gets by the Panthers at six. Falcons could take the top quarterback off the board at number eight. I would prefer Pickett because I think he's the best fit in what the Falcons are looking for. And there's the quarterback club. Shades on. Had to recue that music. I went too long. Let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey Auto. Rob Manfred and the owners, when will they meet with the players' union? Reportedly, the players' union, they packed up from Florida, man, and they went on back to New York. Educated guest says they will reconvene. They will sit back down. I'm guessing the earliest it would happen would be tomorrow. They'd get back at the table on Friday. And there are large gaps to negotiate in order to get an agreement. And I don't really think the owners are really serious about getting an agreement done here right now. Trying to force the uh, players to crumble. And that's going to take a minute is it really is smart, though, for them to take a quick breather, get away from each other? Uh, they met eight days in a row negotiating, eight days in a row, man. They're probably tired of looking at each other. So quick breather, get back to the table, and I am guessing that will start happening tomorrow and over the weekend. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. Got the mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com. Download the fan app right now on the iTunes and Google Play Store. South Point Financial Services, the mortgage professionals, they are sponsoring the smart speaker listenership here at 680 The Fan. More at spfs.com. Listen to the fan on Amazon Echo, Google Nest, Apple HomePod, and more. I mentioned the 10 o'clock hour on the fan sponsored by the Haug Law Group. You can't spell Haug without the U, the G, and the A. More at HaugLawGroup.com. Coming up in the next segment, I got Scott Strickland, the Georgia baseball coach, is going to hang out. He's going to get us ready for this really intriguing rivalry three-game series with Georgia Tech. And you're going to hear all that action right here on 680 The Fan. We're talking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three-game series with the Bulldogs and Jackets. Count on 680 to bring you that this weekend. Strickland coming up next, plus some other stuff. We'll have a little fun today. Glad you're with us. The Baloo Show here on The Fan, 
680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. show here on the fan 10 to 11 monday through friday 404-231-1680 the number we always appreciate your input give us a call here get on the show we've already got the falcons the combine and the quarterback talk on the table for you today matt ryan's coming back in 2022 whether you like it or not and i like it Falcons are considering taking a quarterback with that first-round pick. And I believe after that, there's really not any other quarterback you want to be investing in. So, you know, this idea the Falcons uh, could take a quarterback in that third or fourth round, waste of time. There's no quarterback beyond that top three I mentioned worthy of being drafted in this year's draft. Buck, and another thing I like about Kenny Pickett is he kind of went the same route of, of Matt Ryan at Boston College. I mean, four yeah. years of playing time, Matt Ryan. I don't know if he started his freshman year, but uh, you see the stats kind of progress. I know the morning show, they were a little concerned with Pickett not really you know, putting up big-time numbers until his senior year. But you look at Matt Ryan's stats in college, it was much the same. Every year got a little bit better. I think his junior year, he threw uh, like 10 touchdowns, five interceptions, something like that. Or, no, I'm sorry, 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and then he took off his senior year. Kenny Pickett kind of doing it the same way. Yeah, so what are those guys worried about? Uh, you know, I heard the same conversation. They're scared off by the one-year wonder thing. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, that was the. I don't know oh, if they goodness. were scared off, but they were de de certainly debating that. And I mean, as a guy that watched, I mean, being a Tech fan, you watch Kenny Pickett every year. I mean, he was. I mean, you know, whether it's the announcing crew, I mean, you knew he was a very solid quarterback every time you're going to play him. He just kind of took it to another level this year. He sure did, and he looked like an NFL caliber starting quarterback to me this past season. You know. I Look, I'm really not going to pass a lot of judgment on what he did as a freshman and as a sophomore and even as a junior. I mean, maybe the team wasn't any good. The guys around him were not very good. Maybe the light came on, he flipped the switch, and boy, he was lights out last season. That's all I need to see. I'm not really going to sit around and, and be too concerned about, well, you know, he didn't make a big splash early in his college career. But he sure looked good last season. And it sure looks like he's the number one quarterback on most of these boards coming into the NFL Combine. And look forward to seeing these guys work out a little bit. I know Corral won't be playing or uh, participating in the on-the-field activities later today. But looking forward to seeing Malik Willis. I think he's got tremendous upside. The thing that, that stands out about Pickett, even over Corral, is he looks like he's game-ready. 
I mean, let's say Matt Ryan came back and Matt Ryan got dinged up. Pickett looks like a guy that is mature enough, experienced enough to be able to get out on the field and do some things. I'm not sure about the other guys right now. That said, though, DT, you ready? Let's get to the NFL Top 5 Combine. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. All right, Buck, you're a Georgia man. As we get ready for the Combine, lots of Bulldogs at the Combine getting ready for the draft. 14 of them. Yes. I think most of any school in the nation. Which of these Bulldogs will be the first to be drafted? Oh, the first one drafted, huh? First one off the board, Buck. Well, let me predict it won't be the Falcons taking one at eight. Eh. Uh, It's a tough one. You know, I think N'Kobe Dean is probably the best football player out of all these guys. But because of his stature, you know, he walks in the room and these NFL personnel, they're so hung up on a guy looking like an NFL caliber player. And so he's sort of undersized. An inside linebacker, not a, quote, premium position, perhaps, for a, for a top pick. Yeah, and there's another factor. So I think that maybe pushes N'Kobe Dean. Whoever gets him in the first round is going to get a tremendous football player. Yeah, I mean, that's a leader in your defense right when he comes in. Jordan Davis is another. Somebody, you know, if he shows out at the combine, and when the defensive linemen get out there on Saturday, and, boy, he he lights up that three-cone drill. It's fun to see a big man like that running around between the cones. Yeah, I mean, somebody's liable to get mesmerized. Yeah. And uh, be under a trance and say, you know what, uh, very few of these guys come down the pike, and so we're going to grab him. But, you know, I don't think he'll be the first guy taken. I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm who I believe is going to be. Do you know he was a big-time basketball player down at Upson Lee? I did not know that. Coming out of high school. I see the athleticism, though. Yeah, and so uh, the NFL personnel guys, they love that. They love that. And because he's playing a premium position, edge rusher, and he's versatile enough to be a three-down player, too, I, I think he's the guy to keep an eye on. Maybe some of those Falcons can fall a little bit further, or some of those dogs can fall to the second round for the for uh, the Falcons. All right, Buck, this is 2022 draft. Let's jump ahead, jump ahead to the 2023 draft. Who will be the first pick? Number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it's one of the Alabama guys. you got Will Anderson Jr. We're talking about an elite pass rusher that is so rugged. He plays the run tough. He uh, can speed rush off the edge. He's got pass rushing moves. He is a uh, dynamic, impressive guy. They could see either him or Bryce Young is going to be the number one pick next year. You could argue one of those guys might be the number one pick this year if they were available. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You're exactly right. That's how good they are. Watch out for Alabama this year. Moving on, Uh, speaking of Alabama, wide receiver Jamison Williams. Where do you see him going in the draft? Yeah, I think a second round. Really? Because he was projected a little higher than that early on. Right? I know, but he's he's walking around on crutches, yeah. man. I mean, he's he's not even close to being ready to go. He, I'm not sure he's going to be ready ready to to go before midseason. So, are you willing 
to invest your first round draft pick that's got a knee injury and obviously needs to get bigger and stronger to be able to hold up in the National Football League. Are you going to take a, a guy like that with your first round pick? I don't think many teams are willing to do that. So I'm thinking second round. Tremendous upside, by the way, when he does get healthy. I mean, this guy's got elite athleticism. You got to love the burst, the speed, the hands, the route running. He is tremendous. Yeah. If you're able to make the investment for a second round pick, give him kind of a red shirt season effectively, and then who knows what you're going to get out of a second round pick. Well, we'll go to the number one pick overall. Buck, you're the man in Jacksonville in our scenario right here, right now. Who are you taking with the number one overall pick in this year's draft? I'm probably trading it. Okay. I think I'd trade out. I heard the Jaguars said they're kind of open for business, or, you know, when you have that number one pick, you've always got to listen to the offers. Well, you know, they're so lousy. (laughs) They need multiple big-time player, difference-making players is what they need. And so I think I'd be looking to wheel and deal, move back a little bit, not a lot. You know, if somebody falls in love with one of these players coming out of the combine during the interviews, during the pro day, then you're able to capitalize on that. I mean, there's more than one difference-making offensive tackle. So it's not like if you don't get Evan Neal at number one out of Alabama, you're not going to get a quality offensive tackle to help protect Trevor Lawrence. So I think it uh, makes sense to look to trade out of the number one pick, pick up additional picks, and still get a difference maker that you can plug in that lineup. Yeah, I have to keep an eye on the Jags headed into the draft. But speaking of the Falcons, currently ready to pick at number eight. Buck, who will be the best available player when the Falcons pick at number eight? Derek Stingley. Yeah. The cornerback. And I know a lot of these, I've heard a lot of these people fall in love with Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And he looks like a a really good player. I don't think he's elite like, like Stingley. You know, I see Stingley is a guy that can play zone and man. So he, he can play both styles that you want to play in the secondary. I love that. I don't want a guy that's just good in zone. And it prohibits you from playing man-to-man when you want to play. I don't like a guy that all he can do is is line up and run with the receiver in man-to-man coverage. Because sometimes you want to switch it up. You don't want to be doing the same things all the time. So uh, I, th- I think Derek Stingley is the guy that will be the best available player when the Falcons pick at eight. Is is his lack of game film the only reason that he might fall to eight? If he had uh, played these last two seasons fully, is he is he staying? Is he still on the board at number eight? You know, I think I've got enough yeah. film on him. Okay. Didn't he? I mean, that national title year, he's playing his butt off. Freshman year. That's all I needed to see. I don't need to see what happened. So he got dinged up. You're playing football, all right? You're getting hit. It's physical. You're going to get dinged up. You're going to get injured, which is what happened to him. I plug in the tape. I see a guy that's a lockdown corner that is elite when it comes to athleticism at the cornerback play. And I just dream of the Falcons having Stingley on one side. A.J. Terrell on the other. Now you got something going on in the National Football League. You can hold up in coverage. Right now, I mean, this past season, the quarterback, all the quarterback had to do, go up to the line of scrimmage, find out where Terrell was, and then throw to the other side of the field. Hey, let's eliminate that. Let's have two elite cornerbacks 
in a league where everybody's throwing it 40 times a game? That's your top five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir. Let's talk about George Pickens for a little bit, the former Georgia wide receiver that is uh, currently at the Combine, and he's looking to get drafted. And he will. He's going to get drafted. I mean, you see this guy walk in the room, 6'3", 200 pounds, and you think, okay, here's a guy that looks like an NFL wide receiver. So he looks the part, which is important. He's also got some serious ball skills. Man, I I think about those 50-50 balls where you got the tight coverage, you got the receiver and the corner, and they look like they're going up for a rebound, and George Pickens is coming down with that ball most of the time. His catch radius, so, so impressive. I mean, those are long arms he's got. And he's got really strong hands. I mean, he can snatch that thing with one hand. And I like that because you're seeing a lot. Hey, did you see the Super Bowl? Did you see those cornerbacks grabbing those receivers and getting away with it? There's a lot of grabbing going on. So you're seeing these receivers more and more use one hand to bring the ball in. Pickens can do that. Now, there are three concerns, as I see it with George Pickens. With a knee injury, he's got to show, and, and I guess it may be pro day, but he's got to show the ability to get out of those cuts, explode when he puts that foot in the ground and it's time to get out of that stem, that he's going to explode in that route away and get separation from the defensive back. And so that's concern number one. How far along is he off the knee injury? Number two, I think he's a guy that's got to impress in the meetings that they, when they sit down and you get in front of the, the coach and the general manager and some of the other assistant coaches, they're going to test him to see how advanced his understanding of route concepts, coverages, how far along is he in that process. So he needs to be impressive in those meetings. And then number three, the first thing they're going to talk about, I'm sure, when it comes to asking the young man questions is going to be, can you control your emotions? I've got this really good friend, Perry McIntyre is his name, and he is a professional photographer. And he was on the sideline of the Georgia-Georgia Tech football game two years ago. And Pickens got into that brawl down on the sideline with one of those Tech defensive backs. And, boy, they were throwing right hands, and they were grabbing each other. And my buddy, the the photographer, was close enough to where, boom, that big lens that he had on that camera, uh, when Pickens started mixing it up with that yellow jacket player, man, Perry's camera got hit. It went to the ground. Boom, snapped in half. We've seen Pickens do something. You remember the water bottle incident? He's on the sideline. That opponent came running out of bounds, and he got the water bottle, and he squirted that dude. A lot of people were really offended by that. I think the player, you know, it was a hot day, probably appreciated it. I didn't really see a big problem with that, really. But can you control your emotions is something that he's going to be talking about. Let's hear from George Pickens. Met with the media yesterday, and the first thing they wanted to know was the health of his knee. I'm very healthy right now. Uh, with me coming back playing the last four games, 
trust and uh, really preparing is no longer a problem. Do you feel you're 100%? Yeah. W when were you 100%? Uh, really, this. I came back to Georgia Tech game. Uh, SC championship was when I was most definitely 100%. Yeah, and it just seemed like they held him back a little bit, like he wasn't 100%. Even when he came back and played at the end of the season, uh, I know the Tech game, he caught that little hitch route, got out of bounds, and that was the last we saw of him. In the playoffs, we saw uh, small doses of Pickens, but not a heavy dose. And, you know, another thing I'm wondering, too, is Pickens, what about the speed? What is the 40 time? Here's George talking about that. Most definitely my speed. Uh, a lot of people don't think I'm that fast, so I just want to show everybody that I'm really the guy that you see on film. 40 most definitely is one of the most important things I'm focused on right now. Do you have a time that you want to hit? Uh, yeah, probably full three. Four, four. <laughs> full three, baby. Full three. That'll get somebody's attention. Wishing George well, man. I was totally uh, taken back with his ability to heal up coming off knee surgery and get back in there at the end of last season. I doubted him and the ability to do that. I thought the people around George Pickens would tell him, don't take a chance. You've already gone through knee surgery. It's already been a setback. Let's not rush back in there and risk a chance of re-injuring the knee and set you back even further. He came back. He wanted to be a part of this national championship run. And I look at that as a thumbs up with a character trait right there. If you're wondering about his character, I think that tells you something about George Pickens. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, How Glogley, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. He bring on what will be our truest on-up insider for the Georgia three-game series with Georgia Tech. Georgia baseball coach Scott Strickland coming on. Coach, we appreciate your time today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Buck. Appreciate it. Hey, you guys off to a really good start, Coach. Ranked 14th, I saw, in one of the baseball polls. And and please tell us which ones we should be paying attention to. <laughs> I think you can just kind of pick them out of a hat. You know, they're kind of, it's, it's just like anything else. There's a whole bunch of different opinions out there, but we range anywhere from five to 18. And I think in the middle, if you average it out, I think we're somewhere 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. So you're feeling good about the start to the season. Yeah, we've played uh, fairly well. And, and that's kind of to be expected out of the gate. Offensively, we've just been okay. We haven't been, uh, you know, gangbusters by any stretch, but we've gotten the job done on the mound. We've been very good defensively. We've played really well. And the offense needs to pick up a little bit. That usually happens when the weather warms up. So we're looking forward to the offense clicking a little bit more. Coach, I just love the idea of this three-game series with Georgia Tech, the rivalry. I mean, this brings some really a lot of interest early in the baseball season to both Georgia and Georgia Tech. It's a uh, really good test. What, what do you know about Georgia Tech? Well, they can really hit offensively. I mean, they've got one of the best hitters in the country in Kevin Parada and Chandler Simpson. He can get on base and really run and steal some bases and put pressure on you. So offensively, it's a challenge for sure. And they've got some big arms, too, uh, on that pitching staff. So it's going to be a big challenge. Uh, you know, their preseason ranked just right where we are, too. So it's a top 20 matchup. 
in-state rivalry going three game series best on best and we made this change three years ago in 2020 and uh, did it for the first time and you know last year with the season getting changed we had to uh, you know play on Tuesdays but playing on the weekends the way to go you know home away then neutral site for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta on Sunday at Cool Ray Field. Just just a really good opportunity for both teams to get out there and compete. And we are thrilled here at 680 The Fan. We'll be broadcasting the game Friday, Saturday, and Sunday so fans can hear all the action. We don't have any Major League Baseball spring training to keep up with, so uh, hear all the action right here on The Fan, the official sports talk station of the Georgia Bulldogs and the home of the Jackets. We're thrilled to have it, Coach. And I remember back in the day when I was playing at Georgia, baseball at Georgia, we would play like early in the year, and then it'd be like a month or two later, we'd, we'd play at their place later in the year. Really love this three-game series. Are you going to pitch your top guys? No, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to see Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters, and it's it's really just kind of a warm-up for our conference series. Georgia Tech will start their ACC conference schedule next weekend. We start ours in two weeks. We host Mississippi State, the defending national champions here at Hope Foley Field, two weeks from now. But this is a chance. It's three weeks into the season. All of our pitchers are up to their pitch count, and it's best on best. And we kind of took a page. Clemson and South Carolina has been doing this for a few years. And we just decided a couple years ago, you know what, let's move this to the weekend, play it in weekend number three, where we're all healthy and ready to go. And it kind of gets us ready for the season and the conference, but also just a great rivalry and a great opportunity for our fans to, to go out and see us. Coach, that SEC competition's looking tough again this year. You look at the, the rankings, like we talked about earlier, seeing these SEC teams up and down the top 25. What do you make of the competition this season? Well, it's the same as always. I mean, it's murderer's row. Every single weekend's like a super regional weekend. And I think there's nine teams ranked in the top 25. And I think there's six in the top 10. So it's just the SEC baseball conference. It's the best in the country. Uh, I don't think anyone can really argue that when you look at the players that are in the major leagues, the players that get drafted every year and, and just look at the rankings. It's just unbelievable the talent that's in our league. And just a great opportunity, like you said, if, if we're going to miss some major league baseball, which I hate, it's a great opportunity to go out and watch some college baseball. Is there a lot of talk about that around your team, uh, the spring training, the lockout, all of those things yeah. that are going on with the major leagues? Yeah, no question. You know, all of our guys, I mean, we're just like any other fans. I mean, we, we want to watch spring training baseball. We want to watch, you know, our guys that are in the big leagues or our guys that are in the minor leagues trying to push up, get some opportunities in those spring training games. So it's, uh, it's really too bad that we've gotten to this point. It's going to get settled. And I think it's going to get settled sooner rather than later. I don't think it's going to go too far, but it should already be done. There's no way, no reason we should be missing games here. It's just a shame it got to this. Coach, I really love the Foley Field facility. And you guys, it looks great right now. And you're looking forward to making it even better. Yeah, after the 2023 season. So we're looking about a year and a half from now. We're, doing the, we're hiring the architect right now. Uh, we're in the fundraising phase right now. And, and when we get done playing in 2023, it is going to get a major facelift. And, you know, Josh Brooks has been really aggressive with this and wanting to, to upgrade our facility. Uh, Jack Turner, our, our softball stadium, is going to get upgraded as well. So it's baseball and softball. And uh, they're going to bring them up to one of the best in the country and in our conference. And, you know, right now we're behind. It, it's a beautiful facility. But if you go look at other places in our conference, we're a little bit behind facility-wise. So Josh is going to catch us up. And we're really excited to get that going. Coach, you've really lifted this program, and it's great to see. What kind of reception do you get when you're out and about recruiting, looking for players in the state of Georgia, for that matter? 
Well, there's no question that we're going to recruit the state of Georgia. It's such a talent-rich state, and and we love to have these kids stay home and play for the Bulldogs. So, yeah, people are excited about our program. Our last five years have been very successful, and we've been ranked in the top ten, and, and we just got to break through. We got to get this program back to Omaha, and that's our challenge. But, yeah, people are excited about our program, what we're doing, and uh, certainly with all these Georgia players on our roster, people are excited about the Bulldogs. Well, Coach, keep up the good work. Great uh, opportunity this weekend against Georgia Tech. Some really head-to-head quality competition. We'll be uh, looking closely at it and wishing you the best of luck this season. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. Scott Strickland, Georgia baseball coach, hanging out with us here on the Buck Baloo Show. Doing an outstanding job and a real shame what happened with the COVID cancellation two years ago. They had a team that could have gone out to the College World Series and done some major damage. Perhaps even had a team to have uh, capable of winning the national championship. Uh, a real miss there. Uh, no control over those things, obviously, but got to be a little disappointed looking back a couple of years and knowing they had a team that could win it all that season. But uh, looking forward to seeing how it unfolds this year. Georgia Tech in Georgia. Again, you're going to hear all the action. Three-game series. Got uh, Friday... 6 o'clock, Saturday at 2 o'clock in Athens, Sunday 2 o'clock at Cool Ray Field, and you'll hear all the action right here on 680 The Fan. All right, coming back on the other side, we've got a college football nugget. Spring football's underway, so content is up. We've got one of those coming up for you next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Scott Strickland on, man. Looking forward to this Georgia-Georgia Tech. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Baseball three-game series coming up this weekend. We got baseball, folks. Just not Major League Baseball. But if you love baseball, there's some good quality action to check out out there. College baseball, high school baseball. Got to take what you can get these days. And uh, glad you're with us. How about a uh, phone call here? 404-231-1680, the number. Uh, got a lot on the table here. A lot of talk about the combine, which really gets underway big time today. Later from 4 to 11, uh, we'll see the quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends get on the field and do some some on-the-field drills where these NFL personnel and coaches uh, will be checking that out closely. Uh, tomorrow, we got the running backs and offensive linemen hit the field. Saturday, defensive linemen and linebackers, defensive backs coming up on Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a lot of combine action to be checking out as we hope our Falcons are starting to figure out some of the guys they want to get their hands on to plug in with the Falcons football team. 
Lord knows we need some help, and we need help in, in a lot of different areas too. I mean, running back, wide receiver, offensive line. You look on defense, defensive line, both interior and edge rusher. Certainly could use another cornerback. Fontenot's got to be a busy man, he and his personnel group up in Indianapolis, trying to get all this figured out. Talked a little about Matt Ryan earlier in the show, had a quarterback club, talking about the top three guys in this NFL draft. And I believe all three of them are in play for our Atlanta Falcons with that first-round pick. Let's get to a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Clemson Tigers spring football practice got underway yesterday. And let me tell you, folks, the spotlight is shining brightly on the quarterback position at Clemson. DJ Ui Ungalale, who I think I probably bored all of you with coming into last year, last season, talking so much about DJU. Big Cinco. And boy, that turned out to be a dud. I mean, he most of the time last season, as the first-year starter, uh, Ui Ungalale, most of the time he looked awful. Absolutely awful. Look at the total QBR, and you don't have to. I did already. Last season, Uyungalele was rated out number 97. 97! With the college football quarterbacks. Even Georgia Tech's Jeff Sims had a higher QBR than DJ Uyungalele, which is sort of embarrassing. Both these guys need to get better. And as I watched DJU play last season, I saw a quarterback that played very, he was very tentative, very unsure of where he should be going with the football, afraid maybe he was going to make a mistake, held on to the ball way too long, took way too many sacks, even though the Clemson offensive line wasn't up to snuff. And that's got to, you want to get better. DJ, you got to get better there. That ball's got to get out on time. It's got to be thrown accurately, and it's got to be thrown to the right spot. You didn't see him do that last season. So there was a lot of work to get done during the offseason. And the first thing he had to get done was, dude, he looked like a defensive tackle out there last season for Clemson. I mean, my goodness, I think there were times he was 270 pounds. They were just fudging on the weight. He looked like a lineman last season. So he got to work, nutrition, fitness level. Dabo saying yesterday that he had dropped 15 pounds. He was down to 240. So that was the first thing he had to do. So good job, DJU. You addressed that and you got to work during the offseason. All right, during spring football practice, what he's got to get to. What he's got to get done is, number one, got to be more accurate with the football. He completed 55% of his passes last season, which is a low number. So you got to get to work on your mechanics, your footwork. You got to throw the ball with velocity and with touch. Throw a catchable football. 
See, a lot of these big guys uh, with, with big arms, they trying to throw it through a brick wall, short to intermediate. A little touch on the football, please. So that's one thing he needs to work on this spring. The other thing is decision-making. I mean, dude had more interceptions than touchdowns last season. So I would hope that he's been in the video room during the offseason, and he's been spending a lot of time getting a better understanding of what his offense was trying to get done with a certain play call and what the defense was trying to get done with their coverages and blitzes, their different looks. Decision-making's got to get better for DJU. And then number three... Uh, had a bad season, obviously, last season. But I think, you know, it seemed like he was entitled. He was like the only guy that could have won that job. He was not pressured. He was not pushed. And I think he's being threatened right now. Got this five-star freshman already on campus, early enrollee. So DJU's going to have to earn it this year. He's got somebody pushing him. And if he doesn't make these improvements... Might see Clemson with a freshman quarterback playing this coming season. Dabo now, he said he told the media after practice yesterday, practice number one in spring football, Coach Sweeney said that he believes that DJU will have an amazing season. Amazing. I mean, how cool is that? Expecting him to bounce back. We'll see. They need to get better around Uyunglele also. Amazing season? Gosh, I'm thinking that means that he goes from number 97 in QBR, jumps into the top 10 in his second year as the starter. That's what I would consider amazing. DJ Ui Ungalale, spotlight is shining brightly. What you gonna do? We're gonna be watching. There's your college football nugget today. All right, the Spring Cinema and Tap House is all about the Batman. Uh, this week starring uh, Robert Pattison and uh, Joe Kravitz. Shows start at 3 p.m. today with 18-plus shows daily, believe it or not. The Spring Cinema and Tap House is locally owned. Experience is more than just movies. Uh, with heated reclining chairs, you're going to fall asleep. Come back early to listen to live music on the patio or have dinner from a full kitchen and full bar offering 18 lines of craft beers, 20 wines, top-shelf bourbons, tequilas, and Batman-themed cocktails, Nerny. You can even rent a private auditorium for a group of your friends or coworkers to come watch the Batman. For more information and showtimes, go to springcinema.com. I'm vengeance. And I believe uh, Chris went and saw the movie at midnight. What was it, last night? Pretty impressive. Pretty, pretty impressive. All right, the final word today. I want to uh, talk to you about my podcast, Buck's Beat. Episode 53 is going to drop later today. What it's going to be is a, a Georgia Bulldog spring football deep dive preview. Beat rider from the AJC, Chip Towers, will be with me. We'll break down both sides of the ball as Georgia tries to do the repeat thing. They tried to 
Now roll it back. What is it? What's the term, guys? Bring it back. Run it back. Run it back. Yeah, that is. They're going to try to run it back in 2022. So we'll be breaking it down. I realize you're not hearing Bucks beat on the uh, publicized a lot on 680 The Fan, so I'll do it. I'm using my 20 years of contacts here at The Fan to line up Deep South newsmakers talking both Braves and Bulldogs most of the time. Guys like Adam Wainwright, top pitcher with the St. Louis Cardinals. Just had Pete Smith on, former Atlanta Braves pitcher. Uh, guys uh, out of the Bulldog side like... Uh, David Green, Eric Zier, Aaron Murray, uh, personalities like Steve Spurrier. And my 10-plus years with the Braves pregame show and experience playing pro baseball, all-SEC baseball at Georgia. And then on the Georgia side as a former all-SEC quarterback, got these contacts that I'm able to take advantage of. With Buck's Beat, you can find it wherever it is you find your podcast or go to thepodcastpark.com. It's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Hope you'll join me tomorrow for a fabulous Friday, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on The Fan. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.